Hey everyone, and welcome you back today to the April 29th, 2021 edition of Big Zone Sports. Um, a couple things I want to cover today. I wasn't sure I was going to do a, a show today, but we're going to cover a couple things that came up. Um, yeah. So, a uh, couple things from the college ranks, and then some pro football stuff. And then tonight, everyone will get to watch the draft, and we'll see who goes, though we know who's going first, second, but we'll see from there. So, uh, first thing I want to cover, though, today is the NCAA. The NCAA seems to do this take one step forward, uh, two steps back thing. Um, I, I don't get it. So, the NCAA today, they, they instituted a one-time transfer rule starting with the 2021-22 school year, academic year, better said. So, and I'm quoting from ESPN, um, the citing the Associated Press. The NCAA Division I Board of Directors ratified a rule change Wednesday that will allow all athletes who have not yet transferred the ability to do so one time in a college career and be immediately eligible to play. Sounds great, right? I mean, I, I, think, that's, I think that's fine. I don't think they should uh, be allowed to transfer every single year of the college career. But I think one time is fine. Coaches can up and quit and go get another job, and it's no big deal. No, you know. So I think athletes should be allowed to do at least one. Well, at most one time. Okay, one time during their undergraduate years. I I say that. Well, before I get there, let me be clear. The ESPN reports that this exception had been previously available to some athletes but not those in football, basketball, baseball, and men's hockey. Now it's available to all athletes who have not yet transferred, starting with this upcoming academic year. Okay, So, my issue with this is that this one-time exception is going to count for athletes who transfer after graduating. So, as it stood before you had the graduate transfer rule, if someone graduated and they transferred, they were immediately eligible to play. Now... If an athlete has, has already used this one-time exception for transfer as an undergrad, they're not automatically eligible as a graduate transfer. They can still apply for a waiver to become eligible under certain circumstances. And you know how the NCAA is with certain circumstances. Someone's, you know, parent can be dying and they decline them. Someone could move because, you know, I want to be closer to my girlfriend and they'll say yes. Not literally, but, you know, that they're just, they're so finicky, they're so... Uh, there's no consistency as to how they approve uh, immediate eligibility or and stuff. My issue here, though, is this. Uh, again, Joe Blow is a freshman basketball player at, you know, Big State University. Joe Blow is good, good enough to play a little bit, but thinks he's better to, you know, he should be able to play more minutes. So Big State, you know, allows him to, he says, I'm transferring. And, um, what the heck is that? Anyways, it says he's transferring. And so now, State Tech wants to pick him up. So between his freshman and sophomore year, he transferred to State Tech, eligible to play immediately. Plays the rest of his three years at State Tech, okay? And now he's a grad student, okay? And he wants to go somewhere else to play. And he's not going to be allowed to do so. He's already finished his commitment to, to State Tech. After he transferred, he graduated from there. 
I don't know why they would not allow him to transfer elsewhere and play immediately. Well, they're asking for an exception as a graduate student at that point. I, I, I don't know where it is. Um, again, one step forward, two steps back, right? Hey, we're going to let you transfer. All they really did was take the immediate transfer eligibility from grad transfers and shift it to, okay, you can transfer anywhere now. You don't have to be a grad. You can go anywhere. We're going to get rid of it here. Uh, I don't have a problem if someone transfers to a school, finishes their degree, and then wants to transfer elsewhere for their grad career. Who cares? Who cares? Apparently the NCAA does. Um, I love college sports. I just, I think there's so much nitpickiness. And again, I'm not saying people should be allowed to transfer every single year of their college career. No, not saying that at all. What I'm saying though, quite simply, is that if someone has already finished their time at a school and graduated from there, regardless of whether they've transferred already, they should be allowed to transfer out to go to grad school elsewhere. So that's my thought on it. Um, leave your thoughts at the bottom if you want, and if not, don't. Next story I want to go over, and I remember when this happened. So Tennessee Chattanooga, UT Chattanooga, their assistant coach Chris Malone was fired in January. He wrote a tweet mocking Stacey Abrams, a Georgia politician. Um, this was after she had uh, rallied support for Democratic Senate candidates, Reverend Raphael Warnock and John, I think it's Ossoff or Ossoff. They both won their runoff races and it was being celebrated. Well, he tweeted, and I quote, Congratulations to the state Georgia, state Georgia instead of state of Georgia, so sick, right? And Fat Albert at Stacey Abrams, because you have truly shown America the true works of cheating in an election again, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Enjoy the buffet, big girl, you earned it. Hope the money was good, still not governor, exclamation point. That's it right there. He tweeted this, then he deleted it. And then he deleted his account, from what I understand here. The, I guess he deleted it within 30 minutes of having tweeted it. So, UT Chattanooga's athletic director, Mark Wharton, called it appalling. The head coach said the tweet, uh, head coach Rusty Wright said the tweet is, quote, unacceptable and not any part of what I stand for or what Chattanooga football stands for. So they fired him. And now he's suing UT Chattanooga. And I called this a couple months ago when I saw it. I told my wife, this guy's going to have a lawsuit because um, I, I think it's protected speech, free speech. And UT Chattanooga is a public school. Okay? So Malone's complaint, sure enough, contends that UT Chattanooga is a public school governed by the First Amendment, which protects speech such as criticizing politicians. His attorney, Doug, uh, I believe it's Churdar, Churdar, C-H-U-R-D-A-R, said UTC, UT Chattanooga, is going to get acquainted with the First Amendment. As a public school, it cannot control what its employees say at social gatherings or on social media. It certainly cannot fire them for criticizing and mocking politicians. He added that Malone's not going to walk away from his coaching career for a tweet that he deleted 30 minutes after publishing it. Uh, then he said, calling politicians liars and cheaters is a proud American tradition. Nobody's got a problem with it until it's their, unquote, politician. And honestly, I can see, I can see their point. It was in bad taste. 
what he wrote. It was in bad taste. Um, however, people are already dogging on the current president, you know, tweeting stuff about him. People tweeted bad stuff about President Trump. People tweeted bad stuff about, or tweeted or Facebooked, whatever was popular, um, about President Obama. Um, this is just, it's something that people do. I can go online today and not even on tweets, just go to the comments section of a local news report regarding my state's governor. And you'll have people for her and people dogging her with tweets or comments as bad as this, if not worse. You know, actually, I don't think it worse. This was a pretty, this was a pretty crappy thing for, for Malone to say. Being crappy though does not rise to the level of being, uh, of you being able to fire them for it. And I think he's going to have a pretty good case. Um, they're in Tennessee. Uh, a typical, I guess, right-leaning state. And UTC, I think, made a mistake in firing him. I, I, I think they did. I, I think they could have easily distanced themselves from him. Um, he could have been told to issue an apology. He didn't have to, but he could have been told to do it. And he probably would have done it at that point. Hey, motion got the best of me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they could have moved on. They would have lost some athletes. Let's just call a spade a spade. Some African-American athletes would have seen what he said about, you know, uh, African-American activist. I mean, she's become very popular in, in Georgia. Um, the voting rights thing is going on too right now. She's become popular with that. Uh, so they might have lost some athletes due to this. But I think, like with anything, it goes away. Um, just recently, Creighton's coach, McDermott, said, God, one of the dumbest things you could say. I, I, I mean, I, this was a brain fart to an extreme. Uh, apparently, I believe they had lost a game, and in the locker room afterwards, he told his players um, something to the effect of don't, don't leave the plantation or don't essentially don't abandon shit, but he used the word plantation. Dude, what are you thinking? You know, he didn't get fired. He apologized quickly. Um, his athletes uh, were hurt, clearly, but they accepted the apology from what I have read. I haven't read of many of them wanted to transfer. They, they love playing under him. He got, he got suspended for one game um, and everyone moves on. Now, Coach Malone here at UTC, he hasn't apologized, I don't think, for what he said. And again, you don't need to. It would probably help if he did. It would help him. He doesn't need to. But at the end of the day, they shouldn't have fired him. Maybe suspended for a game. Maybe an internal apology to the team. I don't know. But I think firing him may have been a step too far. And... We'll find out. We'll find out with this lawsuit. Um, chances are, though, again, chances are they'll settle out of court and everyone will move on. He'll probably get some money out of this uh, and UTC will get to wipe their hands of it and say, you know, we don't accept any responsibility or, or, or any, not, not, not the right word, we're not guilty of this, essentially. You know, we, 
we accept none of it, n none of the blame, and and you know, but we've agreed to mutually, you know, settle this, blah blah blah. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, but I think it's really short-sighted on everyone's part here. Uh, and again, he has a right to say it, okay? Um, but dang, how think about what you're saying. I mean, social media snaps you up pretty quickly, you know, and people catch that, and if you're a public figure, I, I, and I guess that depends. Is he a public figure, a offensive line coach? You know, I believe that's what he was. Um, but if you're someone who is involved with something big, like you teach Chattanooga, you're involved with their football program, you know, you got to be a little more careful of what you're saying. You know, think think about it before you say something. You know, before you hit send, think what what am I what am I saying here? You teach Chattanooga, I believe they jumped the gun in firing him. Um, and again, I think they were reactionary, not not thinking about it. It, it. it was a way to placate everyone quickly versus sitting down and maybe running this through their. You know, if they have a firm that they a law firm that they go through, what have you? Because um, at this point, if you're running it through your internal people, you know your compliance, your 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 school general counsel, um, they may already be of the mindset that this guy needs to be fired. You know, without thinking of legally, what can 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 we or should we? You know, you can you can do whatever you want. Should you do it? Um, if everyone's already on the same page, you know what? Take a step back. Ask someone else. Ask an outside perspective. Um, maybe have resign in lieu of firing them and pay them uh, severance on the way out. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Um, I'll keep you all updated on this one. Let's go to the NFL real quick. Um, a couple things, three things I want to talk about before we... We log off today. First thing, and this is kind of a shocker, Aaron Rodgers does not want to return to the Green Bay Packers, sources say. Uh, <laughs> really? We couldn't see this coming? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been auditioning for the Jeopardy host position. Um, he was not happy when they drafted Jordan Love last year in the first round. Uh, they and they jumped. I believe they traded back in to get Jordan Love. Um, probably, you know, yeah, yeah. So apparently, the general manager uh, Brian Gutenkunst, president, uh, team president Mark Murphy, and head coach Matt Lafleur have each flown out on separate trips to meet with Rogers at various points this offseason. Okay. Uh, Gutenkunst told ESPN that they're committed to Aaron in 2021 and beyond. Um, they're not interested in trading him. Uh, it looks like Rodgers might be trying to force a trade. The Niners called the Packers on Wednesday night, inquiring about trading for him. And apparently the answer was no. And earlier this se earlier this offseason, the Rams and the Lions had a trade where the Rams sent Jared Goff to the Lions for Matt Stafford. Apparently, the Rams called the Packers first to see if they would be interested in Jared Goff for Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers said no. They've offered to extend his contract, um, and he's just he's not happy there. Okay, 
According to the article, it's, he's unhappy for a variety of reasons, with some of it dating back to last year's draft when the Packers did not inform him before trading up to draft the quarterback with the first-round pick. I think it's kind of, kind of uh, messed up for the article to not mention the quarterback's name. It was Jordan Love. Okay, just write it down. It's okay to say it. To draft quarterback Jordan Love with a first-round pick. Um, some took this as a sign that his days in Green Bay could be numbered. Um, he played well last year, and apparently looking forward to coming back this year. It looked like they're looking forward to having him back, and nope. Nope. Uh, so who knows? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what Rodgers' endgame is here. Is he willing to retire? That's the question. Is he willing to retire? Because I think he's got to be willing to retire to make this happen. Um, yeah, I think that's got to be his play. He's got to he's got to say, look, if I don't get traded, I'm quitting. So the Packers then would have in their mind, well, if we get rid of him, we get something in return. If we don't get rid of him, we just lose Aaron Rodgers. Are you ready to go with Jordan Love, Green Bay? Are you ready to go with Jordan Love? Or would you trade Rodgers to the Niners, perhaps for Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, Garoppolo not... I mean, Garoppolo's been good when he's in on the field, but he's hardly on the field. He's hurt all the time. So, what do you do if you're at Green Bay? Uh, and if you're Rodgers, again, do you stick to your guns? Do you say, I am not coming back? And then just quit? I don't know. I don't know. This is this is going to be a little, little interesting. So, an, an interesting tidbit at the end here... Uh, Rogers' contract contained a $6.8 million roster bonus due in March that could have been converted into a signing bonus that would have freed up more than $4.5 million in salary cap space for the season. But instead, it vested a schedule. So it was a $6.8 million roster bonus. So to convert it to a signing bonus, it has to be signed off by both parties. And there's questions out there whether the Packers tried to convert it and Rodgers refused or if they didn't even attempt to convert it. If Rodgers refused, um, then you can start blaming whatever his, whatever the sour grapes are that he has on himself. You know, if you convert it to a signing money, he doesn't lose the money. He still gets the money, just frees up money in, in, under the salary cap. And guess what you can do with that? Go sign some playmakers. So... Rodgers can't have it both ways. Um, I don't think he wants to have it both ways at this point. I, I think he's ready to retire. I think he's ready to call it a day. Um, and he will if they don't get rid of him. That, that seems to be the play. That seems to be the play. So we'll see if he follows through on that or if he's just a lot of talk and he comes back and just continues playing with the Packers. Um, or if they trade him. If they trade him. But I think the Niners would have wanted that trade to happen yesterday so they don't go into today thinking they need to draft a quarterback at number three. They could have, If they were able to consummate that trade last night, like this mentioned, they could have gone into today thinking, we have number three pick in the draft, we can pick whoever we want. and Because we have Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to stick around for, you know, Rodgers probably still has another three years left of good football. I mean, the way quarterbacks are going these days. So, could have had another three years of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see if he gets traded. He may get traded today. So, we'll see.
<laughs> Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who's coaching Jacksonville? Do you know? Urban Meyer. Who did Urban Meyer coach in college? Who was his, perhaps his best college quarterback that he's coached at Florida? Tim Tebow. So report, Tim Tebow recently worked out for the Jaguars. Does that mean they're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna draft Trevor Lawrence? No, that does not mean that at all. He worked out for them as a tight end, as a possible tight end. Um, so he requested the workout with Jacksonville's uh, tight end coach, Tyler Brown. They worked him out. Um, so he has a chance that we see Tebow reunite with Urban Meyer, but as a tight end now. So Adam Schefter, uh, I guess he tweeted this. I don't have Twitter. I just read off what's on. This is an SI report. According to Adam Schefter, Tim Tebow recently, and I quote, Tim Tebow recently reached out to the Jaguars and requested a tryout at the tight end position per sources. A move many believe, including myself and including, I think, anyone who I've talked sports with that we talk about Tebow. Many believe would have extended his NFL career had he made the transition earlier. He recently worked out with the Jaguars' tight end coach. No decision has been made. You know, it, it's it struck me as something... Um, and it's it was, I think, his confidence in his abilities, or maybe overconfidence. He was a winner, but it didn't it didn't translate to to being a really good quarterback. I I, I don't I don't I don't know. I, I I liked him, you know, as I don't know if as a quarterback. I liked him as a player, as a ball player. Um, but I think that overconfidence hurt in the long run and again i love tim tebow i think he is just he seems to be a decent dude just a decent all-around dude okay however i think he lacked humility in this one aspect that he did not want to switch positions he was gonna be a quarterback come hell or high water it didn't matter to him and he could not put it through his head that he was not going to play quarterback in the NFL, that he was going to be a tight end, maybe an H-back. He, he wouldn't put it through his head. So he lacked humility, is what it seems to me. And, and by the way, this is not dogging him. It's, we, all, we all have faults. All of us do. I think this was one thing that maybe was a blind spot for him. Because for all intents and purposes, he seems to be a humble dude in every aspect of his life. Um, he seems to be. I don't know. But he seems to be a humble dude in every aspect of his life. And um, this might have been that blind spot. We all have that blind spot where we think we're something, but there's something that can trip us up. That seemed to have been his, not wanting to become a tight end. And I don't think it was a matter of, I don't think it was a matter of anything but overconfidence, lack of humility. He should have humbled himself, became a tight end. He'd have stayed in the league for a lot longer. But he thought he was better than others around him. Um, I think back to Taysom Hill. Not think back. I think about Taysom Hill with this. Taysom Hill was a... He wasn't as good as Tim Tebow in, in college um, as a quarterback. I don't think he'd even be as good a pro as, you know, quarterback. And that's saying a lot because Tim Tebow... 
was not great. Um, had 2,422 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, and nine picks in two seasons with the Broncos and one with the Jets. So Tim Tebow was not great as, a, as an NFL quarterback. I don't know if Taysom Hill would be any better. But at least Taysom Hill had the ability to, you know, the forward thinking to say, you know, I'm definitely not going to make it at least right away. I'm not going to make it at least right away as an NFL quarterback. What can I do to help this team? What can I do to help this team? And he ended up playing everything with the Saints. He still sees himself as the starting quarterback, but he's getting paid to play football, and that's what he's doing. So we'll see what happens with him, but that is who Tim Tebow should have been. He should have lined up as tight end, H-back, what have you, and just become a football player, become a Swiss, Swiss Army knife. Okay. So, uh, Tebow for his career as a quarterback, 8-6. and six. Uh, Completion percentage, 47.9. So, the fact that he won more games than he lost with that completion percentage, wow. You know, um, that's, that's kind of nuts. Yards per attempt, uh, uh, 6.7. Yards per attempt, um, 9 interceptions, 17 touchdowns. 2,422 yards, about 175 passing yards a game uh, per per game that you know, he had a record for per starts, eight and six. Overall, he played in 35 games, that's what it looks like. So that makes it even look worse. 35 games, uh, 2,422, yeah. So that's that. Let's see if Tebow can you know, stay on with Jacksonville. He just retired from... Baseball. After four years in baseball, he retired this past February. 223 batting average, 107 runs scored, 48 doubles, three triples, 18 homers, 107 RBIs, and 287 games. So, I mean, hey, at least he had enough to try baseball, right? Uh, a lot of people don't give him some credit for doing that. So, so let's see what happens. See if he uh, works out with the Jaguars. So final story today that I want to go over is Teddy Bridgewater was traded to the Broncos for a sixth round pick. So a friend who's a Broncos fan is worried about, oh my God, does that mean we're not going to draft anyone, blah, blah, blah. Well, you got him for a sixth round pick. So you really didn't give up much. If you get him, it doesn't work out, you cut him and you move on. Right. I don't know what the I haven't looked at it. I don't know what the what the financial implications of that would be, the salary cap implications. But it, you know, it's just one of those things. So you you still have the ability to draft someone in the first round. Okay. Um, that being said, Bridgewater is not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater last year. 15 games started. Went 4-11. and 11. So, not a bad quarterback. He can't win a game. Well, prior to last year, he was 22-12 and 12 for his career. 
So one year in Carolina just shot that to pieces. And remember, that was Matt Rule's first year over there as the head coach. So I don't know. I don't know that you can hold that against him because they clearly are playing for the future. They weren't. They weren't planning Bridgewater sticking around long. Um, on top of that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Christian uh, McCaffrey was hurt most of the season, if not all the season. He was really. This was just a bad year to be a Panthers fan. Um, so he had no one to take the pressure off of him. Let me see McCaffrey. McCaffrey last year played in a total of three games. Played in three games last year. So your best your best offensive weapon is out the whole season. What are you going to do, right? So the, the, the Broncos say, we'll take a flyer. A sixth-round pick, I would trade for him. Why not? Because you, you don't lose anything. You don't lose anything. If anything, here's what you gain. Completion percentage last year, 69.1%. Denver started Drew Locke. Started 13 games. 57.3%. One backup, Jeff Driscoll, 54.7%. And the other backup, Rhett Rippin, 67.5% in one game. Played in three games, started one. Bridgewater in 15 games, 3,733 yards. Denver's other three quarterbacks, 3,660 yards in those same 15 games. Bridgewater, 15 touchdowns, 11 picks. Drew Locke, 16 touchdowns, yay, right? 15 interceptions. That's a lot of picks. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, three touchdowns, two picks. Brett Rippin, two touchdowns, four picks. Yards per attempt, Bridgewater 7.6, Lock 6.6, Driscoll 6.8, and Rippin 7.4. You're upgrading here. I mean, this guy has won everywhere he's gone except Carolina. Okay, with Minnesota, he had a record of 17 and 11. With New Orleans, he was 5 and 1. Um, and no one can say last year that, that Carolina was really in it to win it last year. Okay. So, I think Denver did well in this trade. I think, you know, picking him up for a six-rounder is great. They can still pick up a, a quarterback if one falls in their lap. Uh, Fields or Trey Lance, if they fall in their lap, you know, pick him up. Um, at the end of the day, Right now, there's four quarterbacks with Denver. Bridgewater, Locke, Driscoll, Rippin. You pick up another one, that's five. Two of them are going to go. So if Drew Locke needs to play up to his potential or he's gone, it sucks. He has potential. But that's what it is. So let's see what happens with that. Interesting to see if Denver ends up picking up a quarterback tonight. So that's all I have for you guys today. Um, leave me any messages you want at the bottom. I know what you think about my, my takes today. And again, let's 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 be civil. Let's not let's not be mean. There's no reason for it. So
Y'all enjoy the NFL draft tonight. Got Lawrence going first, Wilson second, unless the Jets are holding out and are really going to pick up Justin Fields, which would be surprising. That it wouldn't be a bad thing. Fields is just as good. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, we'll have Lawrence and then either Wilson or Fields. And San Francisco, if they go with Mac Jones, I wish them well because I don't think he's going to be the guy to lead them. Not at number three. Yeah, if they picked them up at their original number 12 spot or what have you, that would have been fine. Not at number three. Um, if you trade up to three, you should, be, you should be trading up for Justin Fields or Wilson, whichever one is still left for you there. But we'll see what happens. All right, everyone. We will see you all tomorrow after the first day of the draft. We'll go for the first round and see who won, who lost, and who can do better in day two. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.